Hello from the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium Annual Meeting at National Harbor, Maryland. I'm Pearson Greider. I'm David Berger. I'm Peter Buck. I'm Brad Clements. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here. Today, we're talking with Peter Buck and Brad Clements from NetDocuments. Peter, can you tell us about yourself, your organization, and what initially interested you with blockchain? Yeah, it's uh, Peter Buck here, a VP of Product Strategy at uh, NetDocuments, a simple, secure content services in the cloud. And since we manage billions of documents, one of the key use cases is how do we deliver final executed documents to support uh, future business processes, agreements, et cetera. So that's what drew us to, uh, to blockchain and the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium. Peter, can you describe um, at the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium, there were several demonstrations and presentations. Can you describe what you guys presented? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, you know, it's a fascinating time, I think, um, guys, just because we sort of have lived in the Internet of Information for the past few decades. You, know, you send emails, documents, and um, often there's copies of those documents. Sort of the era we moved into, and one of the parts of our demo was this concept of the blockchain and the Internet as a creation of value, sort of the Internet's missing ingredient. So what we showed uh, using the Integra APIs was a business contract and a procurement contract between a fictitious company, Contoso, and a company called Text Extract, Inc. So the concept was those are typically delivered, negotiated uh, over email, but then the final agreement is PDF'd and sort of stored somewhere. And so in order to enable future smart contracts and other processes, um, we uh, stored the final agreement, hashed it, a digital signature, and placed it on the blockchain. And then we took the blockchain ID that's given back to us through the Integra APIs, and we um, stored it in our uh, document management platform um, that will help for future searching and uh, future uh, governance. So, Peter, one of the things that uh, I noticed that you did during your demonstration was stress the importance that there was a URL attached to the proof of existence, and you discussed how you built some basic UIs uh, around calling, uh, calling up the proof of existence. Can you discuss that for a second? Yeah, that's a great uh, point, David. I think uh, there's a bit of a misconception that uh, the blockchain or a blockchain is a massive uh, storage of content. And the, our contention is the blockchain is a beautiful infrastructure and architecture to store, by reference earlier, this hash or digital signature that's uh, easy to calculate but hard uh, to uh, reverse engineer. Or And so by storing this really lightweight bit of data on the blockchain that's time sequenced and connected in order, but storing the payload, the actual agreement on our uh, network um, and having that document URL addressable, it allows the parties to the contract to use a small little helper app to upload the document, confirm it matches what's been added to the blockchain based on this hash. And then our customers have um, the full document, again, that can be URL addressable, so it can be shared to other parties, et cetera. So I think that's really the beauty of the, of the blockchains, keeping it small 
key that connects uh, parties to the official larger document that has the information about the agreement. So, Peter, over the past year, there's been a lot of development uh, and discussion about blockchain technology. What have you seen has happened over the past year, along with what do you see that blockchain will solve in the future? Well, you know, I think that's the interesting thing. There's two big uh, points I think I'd like to make here. One is that unlike the uh, blockchains that power cryptocurrencies, the uh, Bitcoins uh, of the world, for example, we think of um, the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium and Integra as powering what we call business blockchains. So they're organized and managed by these consortiums, and the participants are known to the groups, but they're going to power totally new ways of doing work. And essentially, our view is that business and the law is encoded in documents, but we need some way to give those documents authority to take actions, to pay a supplier, take a discount on a a prepayment. And so those are all things that um, allow us to stick these things together in ways that are brand new and interesting. I think the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium will provide some guidelines and guidance around um, how to use the platform and some protocols I think uh, Brad will talk about. Um, And also other consortiums. Um, There's the Corda R3. So the whole series of consortiums that are building around these very specific industries, uh, financial, legal or business and commercial. So um, it's interesting times, but the consortiums are absolutely critical to the open source nature of, uh, of this journey we're starting with blockchain. So Peter, I've heard a lot about net documents and their proof of concept. It sounds like one of the most robust proof of concepts we've seen come out of the GLBC. What value do you think it'll bring uh, to your customers and what's the future plan for net documents? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, question. I think you know, NetDocuments was born in the cloud uh, nearly 20 years ago under uh, Brad Clement's um, uh, leadership. And one of the things that's important for our platform is the use of uh, of standards and to allow it to be an open platform. And blockchain follows the key elements, really, of the open source uh, model. But many think of it as just another buzzword. And today, our whole platform is about delivering content securely everywhere. And so when Brad and I and others at, at NetDocuments sort of thought this through, we wanted to become a leader in how we uh, deliver digital trust globally. And we think blockchain is one key element uh, for us to allow us to protect our customers' electronic records and also to move the needle from a paper record, uh, print the document, sign the document, um, and scan the document to an entirely electronic uh, method. And we think blockchain can do that. And that's why we spent the engineering time to do the proof of concept around plier contracts and um, replacing electronic signatures and why we've done the use of blockchain to help encrypt and share uh, public uh, keys for email encryption. So we really think it's a perfect open platform to, to deliver and to scale uh, cloud-first uh, companies and other companies that want to uh, live entirely in the modern cloud. Before we move on to our next guest, if our listeners would like to follow up with you, how can they reach you? Yeah, cool. It's uh, Peter Buck here. And the best way to get a hold of me and see what's going on is to follow me on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is at back of the napkin. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Peter, for that. Now we have Brad Clements with NetDocuments. Brad, can you tell us a little bit about you and your role at NetDocuments? Sure. Uh, I'm the chief software architect at NetDocuments and one of the co-founders. I've been working in document management 
solutions, and specifically document management solutions for the legal industry, almost my entire career. And at NetDocuments, I helped create one of the first software as a service uh, document management solutions in the legal industry, but it's actually the fourth legal industry document management solution I've worked on in my career. So it's really been a focus for me. And on a more technical detail, can you describe your integration that NetDocuments did with blockchain technology? Sure, I'd be glad to. We decided to use as our tool set an API provided by Integra, which is kind of a higher level uh, API gateway uh, that sits above the blockchain implementation. Using that gateway gives us a couple of advantages. Uh, one is we're not tied to any specific underlying blockchain implementation. And so right now, that API sits over a Hyperledger Fabric-based blockchain, but uh, it's conceivable that in the future, other blockchains could sit under that same API, and we wouldn't have to change our code, but uh, you know, we, we'd have the flexibility to move to a different blockchain. So using that API, which is a REST-based API, it was very simple to create records, write them to the blockchain, uh, to query those records and pull back data. Um, it really doesn't take, you know, in terms of a skill set for a developer, it doesn't take any more skills than, than you would use to access any other REST API. So that was something that really drew, it, drew us to that API. It just makes it really simple and a familiar environment for something that a lot of developers do all the time. So I think that uh, that NetDocuments experience and Brad's description really epitomizes what Integra was trying to accomplish. We wanted to be as low friction as possible. In other words, any developer should be able to use their existing skills and interact with the blockchain without worrying too much details uh, about the blockchain tech itself. So Brad alluded to that in, uh, in saying that you didn't have to worry about the blockchain and your code would remain the same. So we're trying to be as blockchain agnostic as possible. You know, as he said, we started in Hyperledger Fabric, but we just announced that we're going to add support for one of the flavors of Ethereum with their Azure Ethereum POA uh, technology. So Brad, what type of feedback have you received or are you looking forward to see uh, with integrating blockchain technology in that documents? We've been getting questions for a little over a year now from a lot of our law firm customers asking, you know, they're hearing about blockchain and have a sense that it's important, but they don't really know what to do with it yet or how they can apply it. And so when we showed our proof of concept integrations where we um, had some real, real world examples, we showed an example of taking a document and publishing a proof of work or a proof of content onto a blockchain. And another example where we used a blockchain-based key registry to do inter-firm encrypted email. The response was, that is something that makes sense. That's something I can really use. I understand how it applies to the, the work I'm doing today. So I think these examples are getting a lot of positive feedback. People are asking also about things like smart contracts, and that's something that we want to enable and want to support, but I think those are further down the road. Right now, the, the proof of concept examples that we've demonstrated show 
real work getting done using blockchain technologies today. So I think what Brad said really reinforces the point that blockchain integration with blockchain technology is an educational process. It's really important to work with your customers and find out what they want and what they don't understand. So Brad, what future do you see that NetDocuments have with blockchain technology? NetDocuments is focused on documents, obviously. And so we want to continue to implement features that facilitate document-centric work around blockchain technology. So for example, that proof of work or proof of content uh, example that we have demonstrated today doesn't have any identities tied to it other than the identity of the document itself. We would like to extend that so that we can associate with that document blockchain-based identities for the user who is publishing that document and possibly for the firm that he's working for and maybe uh, identities for the matter and possibly other parties affiliated with that document or who have access to that document. So that's one example is tying identities into those transactions. Another that is probably further down the road is enabling that documents to be driven by blockchain based code or smart contracts. So imagine you have a contract that has certain terms or conditions that have to be fulfilled. And when those are fulfilled, they then trigger actions within the document management system, such as granting other parties access to a document or possibly emailing a document out to other parties or, or maybe even deleting a document in certain cases. So those are the types of scenarios we would like to be able to support further into the future. One of the things I would like to stress is the importance of what NetDocuments is doing right now. For various reasons, it is not practical or advisable to store documents themselves on the blockchain. There are some technologies attempting to do it. Uh, none have been perfected so far. What you do want to store is the digital fingerprint or the hash. So we believe at Integra it's very important important to leave the management of documents to the experts like NetDocuments and use blockchain where blockchain is most in, most appropriate and use it for uh, some of the things that Brad has pointed out, such as public key and uh, the key registry, such as proof of existence of the documents, such as the ID system. Yeah, I completely agree with David there. Uh, blockchains are suited, well suited to small transactions that you want to be immutable or want to have a, you know, a permanent record of, but they're not well adapted to storing large amounts of data. So the way to handle that is to store, to record fingerprints, hashes, references to larger blocks of data that are stored off the blockchain. And to follow up with that, my understanding is NetDocuments is one of the uh, first organizations to join the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium. And my understanding is it's growing. What would you personally like to see come about with the uh, GLBC along with what type of role would you like to see NetDocuments have? Yeah, it's been exciting to see the growth of the GLBC over the past year since it was first announced uh, kind of in conjunction with ILTACON in 2017. Uh, there have been a lot of new members. There have been a, a lot of organizational work behind the scenes. 
And the organization is now maturing to the point where there's a, a board of directors and they're ready to start moving forward on accomplishing their stated goals. And we look forward to that. And, and in particular, one of the things that we have come to realize is that to achieve the full value of blockchain-based legal transactions, you've got to have interoperability across multiple vendors, multiple software systems. And that interoperability can only happen if there are standards that different organizations are writing to. And so we're looking forward to seeing the GLBC create and promote some of those standards and, and help facilitate this interoperability that's going to make the industry grow overall and, and make this technology become widely applicable. NetDocument's role will be to help help write those standards, provide input and feedback on the types of standards that are needed and the technical details that are going to make those standards work well for software vendors. And I think that's our area of expertise and our, our background is understanding you know, how legal work is done as far as the technical side of it and how those transactions are recorded. So we want to support the GLBC in that way. So as Brad mentioned, you know, they'll help write the standards and you may ask how he would go about doing that. Well, Brad did some of the early proof of concept work and some of the details about how the Integra ledger and its foundational services operate uh, are based upon feedback he gave during his development. And consequently, uh, one of the first groups that GLBC stood up was a technical committee. Brad was the first member, uh, the first person outside of Integra to be invited to join. Um, so the lesson there is, you know, join the GLBC, become active in the GLBC, and uh, you'll be able to contribute to the standards that are so important that Brad referenced. So Brad, thank you for joining us today. If our listeners would like to follow up with you, how can they reach you? Thanks, Pearson. I can be reached at brad at netdocuments.com. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh-huh.